up, everybody? Welcome back to First Down Rundown, where we give you a holistic view of the world of sports. Whether you're a casual fan or an avid fan, this is a place for you. We're your two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Matt Vozar. Today is Friday, March 10th. And yes, I am back from my trip from Florida, which was a great time. I won't, I'll spare you guys the time of listening to all the details. Um, I might give a little bit of a a little bit of a personal anecdote here to start the episode off, but we're going to hop into college basketball very quick. Don't worry. We have a whole episode dedicated to college basketball today, and it's going to be a great one because conference tournaments are in full swing right now. Most of the Power 5 conference tournaments are either at the quarterfinal point or the semifinal point. So we're getting close to that final round where we see the final two teams in each in each of the Power 5 conferences. Oh, also we're going to be going over the Big East as well, so kind of like the Power 6 almost for basketball because the Big East is also a, is, is a pretty big conference um, in basketball every year. So we're going to be going over all six of those today, kind of our predictions for who's going to make it out uh, out of the last eight to four teams that are left, depending on which, which conference it is. Because, again, some – like the Big Ten – they're in the quarterfinals, but the ACC are, are now in the semifinals of their conference tournament. So depending on which conference, you've got more teams or less teams that are still in it. But we're going to be going over our predictions for the final team that's going to come out of each conference today. Hopefully you guys will get will listen to this before then, and it'll be cooler um, than, than if you listen to it after and you think that we just said – the winner after they won, but uh, but that's yeah, that's how it's going to be today. That's kind of the plan for today. But I've got Matt on the other end here. We are in person today, which is pretty cool. Um, we haven't been in person for probably a little bit now. So Matt, how are you? Yes, we are here. It is almost March Madness time. I mean, I consider conference tournament week as basically March Madness because it's the same. It's the same concept, right? You you have a bracket. Uh, there's teams that play in the brackets. The Winners move on, and you know the winner of everything is the champion of the conference. Um, and and few people, there are a few. Like I, you know, I mean, obviously I'm pretty deep in all this stuff. So you know, some of the articles and podcasts that I've listened to uh, over the past couple weeks, um, people who are like really deep into this stuff almost say that conference championship week is better than March Madness. Now, obviously. That's, that's not how I think just because I love the bracket and the excitement of all the teams who aren't in the same conferences playing each other and all that stuff. But just the kind of the thrill of, of you know, college basketball ramping up um, conference championship week is is kind of the best precursor to March Madness that, that you could have. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully you listen to my episode of the solo episode on Tuesday afternoon, um, just kind of going over the recent events and stuff that we had talked about either briefly or stuff that had kind of come up since um, since me and Hayden had last recorded, which was, you know, two weeks ago prior uh and then and then i well last week and then i did one um earlier this week so um yeah so all college basketball this week um and then pretty much i I know there's been obviously nfl news and i was actually joking with hayden as soon as i put my microphone down after recording an hour and 10 minutes of a podcast on tuesday i checked my phone and it's daniel jones has been signed to how do you know 40 million dollars a year and they put the, the franchise tag on saquon barkley and then like 12 hours later lamar gets the franchise tag too so yes there's been a lot of kind of quarterback free agency over the at least the more I think popular guys or, or things that we were kind of waiting to see happen before the official NFL free agency starts um, so I think we're probably going to because you know now it's a little tough because we're doing an entire episode here and then um, obviously next week is going to be all previewing March Madness and stuff like that so we might either do you know an episode maybe a week from now or, or you know maybe next Friday or Saturday uh, just kind of going over or I guess recapping all the NFL free agency stuff or, or at least just those kind of couple topics there or we might just kind of push that to 
kind of the week after March Madness, after you know everybody has, has kind of talked about the um, or, or we've just been able to watch March Madness for all of that first weekend. We can do some recap on that, maybe some football talk as well. So, uh, but as of right now, it is full fledged college basketball. Yeah, that's for sure. Now, for those of you wondering, um, yes, I went to I went to Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, it's it's on the Panhandle, so it's actually I didn't even know this until I left for Florida. But I went there on spring break, so it was kind of the typical. Florida spring break that a bunch of kids, college kids go on. And there were a lot of college kids there when I was there. Um, I, I kind of went for like the first half of the week. I came back Wednesday. We went on Friday. We got there Friday morning. So we got there a couple days early, earlier than most kids got there. But, uh, but yeah, it's actually in the central time zone, which I didn't even know. I thought all of Florida was on the eastern time zone schedule, but the panhandle is actually on in central time. So it was, it was a little bit different. There was no jet lag really i mean we kind of we got there and we just got to doing spring break things pretty much right away so um yeah it, it was a fun time it was it was an experience for sure uh, i i loved it i'm so glad that we went we planned the trip i think like a week and a half before we went on it so it was a very last minute thing it was kind of in the works for i would say the better part of two months but then we, we couldn't figure it all out until a week before spring break happened and then we were all of a sudden we knew you know all of a sudden we were driving 12 hours overnight uh on thursday night into friday morning and yeah it was it was a great experience so i would i would i'm hoping that we get to do something like that again next year for my final year of college but with that being said i won't hold you guys any longer uh let's get right into college basketball so as we said, we're going to kind of just go through each conference, each of the Power Five conferences, as well as the Big East conference, and just look at the teams that are still in it, that are still in the, in the tournaments, because it, it's honestly, and so last year what we did was before the conference championship week started, we went through every conference. We did the same thing, but we went through every conference while all the teams were still left in it. So like basically when the conference tournaments came out, that's when we picked all the conference tournaments. And so we had to go through so many picks. I mean, we had to, we had to basically like rummage through, you know, 12 teams or 12 plus teams per conference and pick that many games for every single conference. So it was, it was kind of a process last year. I'm hoping that this year it'll be a little bit easier just because again, there's, there's only three or four or five games left per conference. Um, And I, I don't really know how Matt wants to do it. We, we discussed it a little bit before this, but I don't know if we want to pick every single game or if we kind of just want to talk about teams that we think are interesting and then talk about our winner. That's probably what I'll do because I'm going to be honest, when I was in Florida, I was not following sports basically at all. I didn't really have much time to do so. I wasn't on my phone a lot, which I'm happy about. Um, I think that's kind of what you know those kinds of trips are for is, is to not be on your phone. But that being said, I, I didn't really have you know the, the time to really – dive deep into my my knowledge of the conference tournaments and kind of my knowledge of these teams that I haven't really been following all year. Um, and so it's it's been a little bit tough for me to kind of get back into the swing of things, but I think that my knowledge is kind of up to par at least. Um, 
hopefully for, for, for you guys to kind of enjoy this to the best of your ability. So with that being said, I'm going to hand it over to Matt for um, our first conference here, which we're going to go in alphabetical order. So we're going to start off with the ACC here. Matt, talk to us about the ACC. Well, so far, uh, and again, as Hayden mentioned, um, you know, every conference that we're going through is either already in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. The ACC is actually, I think, well, it actually might be the only one. Uh, I think that the ACC and the Big East are the only ones that are in the semifinals, or at least the semifinal games are being played today as we speak. Um, up until now, though, it's for the ACC at least, it's basically been the higher seed has won basically every single game. I think we had one. Um, I, I'm literally looking through the bracket. Wake Forest is a nine seed, beat Syracuse the eight seed, but that was on a last second shot. Um, and then Wake Forest lost to Miami. So you have in the semifinals, at least, um, you have the number one seed, Miami, number two seed, Virginia, uh, number three seed, Clemson, number four seed, Duke. Now, the semifinal games, are, I think, are kind of where the ACC uh, conference tournament is going to get a little interesting. Uh, Duke is actually favored over Miami. I think it's, you know, two or three points or something like that. So it's going to be a, a, it's a, at least a, close, a closer spread. But just from everything that, you know, we've kind of seen so far from this tournament, Duke has absolutely run by everyone they've played. Well, I guess they've only played one game. They beat Pitt, but it was by almost 30 points. Uh, and, and they finished out the season strong, too. I think that's kind of what I was alluding to. Is they've, I think they've won seven straight games. Um, the only two that they lost prior to that were, I think it was at Miami um, by a couple points, and then an, an overtime uh, to UVA in a game where actually, you know, as much as me being a UVA fan, Duke actually should have won that game because they got a kind of a phantom foul call at the very end of that game to send it to overtime. Then, uh, then UVA took it away. So today we have Miami and Duke. They're playing at 7 p.m. And then UVA and Clemson are playing at 9.30 p.m. And that obviously kind of the winners of those games will, will meet in the championship. So it, as far as from what I'm thinking, I mean, like I said, Duke is favored over Miami. I just think that Duke is on such a good run right now that I do think they're going to beat uh, Miami, even though that's kind of the four seed over the one seed. Um, again, it's it's Duke, right? Now, obviously, Coach K left. Uh, you know, a lot of those pieces from the past few years have left. So I think, I think Tyrese Proctor, I think, is the only guy who's actually like a really – Super highly rated recruit who's a freshman, kind of one and done, uh, going to be for this year. Obviously, they have a new coach, John Shire. So the season, I don't think, started as well as people thought for for Duke. But they've, like I said, just kind of been on fire to, to end the season here. And as we always talk about in college basketball, the best team to be there, the best time to be on fire is in March, right? Because that's when you want to be making your runs and 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 getting into your form so that you can make the tournament and then kind of you know we'll make them run uh, in the tournament. So obviously, Duke is already actually all four of these teams are already in the tournament, um, except for maybe Clemson. I'll, I'll let Hayden kind of go over that a little bit. Um, but but at least for, you know, kind of where we're at with the ACC championship, obviously, right, I think Miami's kind of been under the radar a little bit all season just because, you know, you, you haven't really heard about Miami being ranked super high, and obviously they're not usually kind of thought of as a, as a top seed in the ACC, especially when it comes to basketball. But they've been playing great. I mean, they I think they they kind of had the opposite story as Duke. They started out a little slow, and, and or sorry, they started out really hot, and then they kind of have slowed down here towards the end of the season, but still Still got the you know won the regular season um, I think in a tiebreaker over UVA so uh, but their guard play is really good Jim Laranega their coach has been there forever right so kind of a you know some some consistency there at least with Miami but I do think that Duke will will win that game and, and kind of get the quote unquote upset it's an upset seed wise but not an upset you know against the spread or anything like that and then UVA Clemson to, to follow I think that's going to be a great game um, so depending on the schedules of, of kind of how these conferences do it during the regular season. Sometimes you only play one team once, and then sometimes you'll play other teams twice. UVA and Clemson actually played both of their games, both of their regular season games, I think in the last like three weeks. Um, the first time UVA went to Clemson and lost, the second time Clemson came to UVA and lost. So 
obviously each of them kind of have one win over each other. The UVA win over Clemson at UVA was, I think, only last week or something like that, um, or maybe the week before, but kind of right before the, the conference tournament started. And I think they won by seven or eight points. So I don't know. I think just kind of going off of that, it seems like UVA, I, mean, yeah, I know UVA is going to be favored here, um, despite I think Clemson just kind of their offense being so good uh, really all season. Their defense just doesn't really doesn't really stop anyone, and I think that's going to be the most interesting part of this game, at least, is the fact that UVA's defense obviously is one of the best in country, always is, and then you have Clemson, who's kind of you know lackluster on defense, but they're definitely going to shoot the lights out of the ball and, and, and try to score as much as possible. So it's going to come down to whether you know I think UVA's defense is going to be able to stop Clemson. I do think they will um, because they proved to last time. I think Clemson averaged like 80 points on the season. Um, they beat NC State last night in the in the quarterfinal round, 80 to 60 or 80 to 54. So they beat them by 26 points. Um, but I but I think the last time they played UVA, Clemson only scored like 65. So it's like kind of a, a huge, a, a lot less than their, than their kind of average scoring is. And I think UVA is kind of going to prove that again here. Uh, so I have Duke and UVA moving on, at least for the semifinal games today. And then, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a tough, that's going to be an interesting game, especially since, like I said, the last game that, that UVA and Duke played was at UVA. And, and, and Duke was winning actually most of the game. Um, and then kind of got a, like I said, a, a bad foul call right at the end there. Uh, UVA was able to make some free throws, send it to overtime, and then UVA won in overtime, I think, by eight or nine points. Um, so I, I don't, I, I really, it's a, it's a, it's a toss-up. Um, I kind of have to go with UVA, I guess, since I, since I went there. So I'm kind of, you know, just going to be rooting my heart uh, for UVA to win this. And I do think, you know, just with kind of, you know, everything that they went through, obviously, with the football season and the, you know, the, the tragic shooting and everything. Um, I think it'd be great to kind of see them win the ACC championship here uh, to round things out for the ACC. Yeah, I, I like it, Matt. I like your faith in, in Virginia. I would like to say that I have the same faith, uh, but I don't think I do because I, I've seen Virginia too many times just choke against teams, uh, teams like Clemson who can shoot the lights out from time to time in games that that do matter. Uh, Clemson's Clemson's really good at that. They are a pick and pop team. If you watched them last night against NC State, they're they're just absolutely magnificent. Now, there's also there's a little caveat to Clemson here, and like Matt kind of alluded to in his spiel uh, that he said I would talk about. So basically, I was watching the NC State and and Clemson game last night, and the commentators were talking about something pretty interesting. And it was it, they, I think they brought Joe Lenardi on. To the show. I mean, it's, it's it was kind of like one of those little cutaways where you see Joe Lenardi and his in, in his cool. in his infirmary box, yeah, like, and, and his in his doomsday like dungeon thing, yeah, and, and his questionable makeup that he has on that they just slap on him before he goes on camera, um, yeah. So basically, what he was saying was Clemson right now is the three seed in the ACC tournament, and NC State is the, is was the six seed. I guess they lost last night, but. They were they were seated as, as a sixth seed. NC State was is basically a, a for sure bid into the tournament right now. I think they're still in the tournament even though they lost to Clemson in that quarterfinal game last night. But Clemson, on the other hand, is part of the next four out, which basically means there's a first four out and then there's a next four out, which means that Clemson is is essentially like they have a, a very good chance of getting knocked out of the tournament. They're one of the bottom eight teams in the tournament right now. Um, in terms of tournament bids and who gets a tournament bid, and so Clemson has a really good chance to get if they get if they lose to the UVA tonight, Clemson has a really good chance to get knocked out of the tournament for good. If the, if they lost against NC State last night, they would they would have definitely been out. There would have been absolutely no question. But they got their third win of the season over NC State last night, who is a for sure tournament team. And the only question that's going against Clemson right now is whether they have enough good wins like because they have I think they're I think their record right now is 23 and 9 or something like that and they're 
I think, 14 and 6 in the ACC. So that's why they got a, a high ACC tournament uh, seed is because they were pretty good in the ACC all throughout the season. But I'm pretty sure some of their out-of-conference losses um, were, were a little bit questionable, and they just didn't really have many kind of quarter or Q1 wins. And so that's kind of what has put them in that little bubble situation where we're not really sure if they're going to get into, into the tournament. Now, this is crucial for the rest of the ACC tournament because I think right now, looking at the four teams that are left, you've got the top four seeds in the ACC tournament still left in the tournament. And the, the other three seeds or the other three teams in the um, left in the ACC tournament right now are for sure bids to the to the actual NCAA tournament, except for Clemson. And so you're thinking to yourself, what is this reminiscent of? This is reminiscent of last year when Virginia Tech won the ACC tournament as I think it was a seven seed. They won the ACC tournament. They ended up getting a bid. If they would have lost at any point uh, along the way in the ACC tournament, they would not have gotten a bid into the into the actual NCAA tournament. And so this is a very this is almost like the exact situation that Tech was in last year, where we have Clemson. Basically, if they don't win the ACC tournament, they're not going to get into the. Or they have a very good chance of not making it to the actual uh, to you know you know to March Madness. So my bid, I mean my pick here for the ACC tournament at large is going to be Clemson because I think that they're thinking they have to win it all, right? And they they know that they have to win it all. Um, and so you know teams teams like that when they have this kind of kind of momentum and this kind of mindset going into the rest of the tournament, especially when they only have two games left to win. And then they're in to March Madness. I think that they're. I, I think that they're just going to have you know all the momentum in the world. They're going to they're move past UVA. On the other side of things, Miami and Duke. I like Matt said. Um, I have Duke as well winning that game. I think Miami's a good team, but they know that they're going to make it in no matter what. Um, I think Duke is going to win that game too, just because yeah they are favored over the one seed, which is pretty interesting. So um, I've got Duke and Clemson in the championship, and I think Clemson's going to take it all. I think we're going to see another. Virginia Tech situation from last year happened again this year with Clemson, and it's going to be cool to see because, I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that you want to see with conference tournaments. Like Matt said, some people say that this is even more exciting than, than March Madness just because of this that this phenomenon that happens sometimes where you get a team that is not expected to make the tournament at all unless they win their conference tournament, and then they end up just sweeping the whole conference in their conference tournament, and they get a bid, and you never know what's going to happen in, in March at that point or, you know, towards the end of – March at that point when um, when a team like that has that kind of momentum coming out of their conference tournament, you never know what they're going to look like in in the actual tournament. So I think that the Clemson's going to take the ACC, and I think maybe I'm just looking for something fun to happen, but I also I kind of believe in it too. So that's where I'm going for the ACC. Yeah, I, I love that point, and and Hayden's exactly right, and I kind of neglected to mention it uh, that that is kind of the 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 whole most exciting portion at least of conference championship week is the fact that. Only a certain amount of teams are able to get, um, you know, are able to get in the NCAA tournament. And then obviously you have, you know, the automatic qualifiers from the conference, you know, the teams that win their conference tournaments. Um, and so, you know, then you kind of have everything else is, is up to uh, everything else is up to an at large bid, uh, which obviously you kind of just have to be good enough to where the tournament committee thinks that you're able to make it in. Right. And that's kind of just up to them. But uh, you kind of got to prove as much as you can in the uh, in the conference tournament itself. So I do like that pick. And I think that, right, Clemson, you know, they, they kind of know what they got to do. And and with a great offense, who knows? Right. You always get hot and, and, and it can be theirs uh, for sure. So that'll wrap up the ACC. Uh, next, moving on to the Big 12. 
So, again, kind of so far, it's pretty much been, well, at least for the, for the first round of games. There's only 10 teams in the Big 12, keep in mind, which is why um, with all this conference realignment talk and everything, it's going to be, well, I guess technically next year the Big 12 is going to have like 14 teams, and it's going to go back down to 12 because Oklahoma, it's, gonna, it's all messed up. But anyway, for right now, the Big 12 has 10 teams. Um, the first two games were, were pretty much kind of the, the, the first round, the, you know, the, the qualify to make it into the kind of the bracket-style tournament. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas Tech, and then uh, Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. So now, and then, you know, yesterday at least for, for when the uh, quarterfinals happened, um, obviously Kansas beat West Virginia, you know, pretty convincingly. Uh, Texas beat Oklahoma State pretty convincingly and those are the number one and number two seeds so number one seed is texas or sorry number one seed kansas number two seed texas uh and then kansas state played tcu and that was the three six matchup kansas state was number three seed and tcu was number six tcu actually won that game by 13 points so they upset uh the uh the 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 three seed there in Kansas State um, and beat him by 13, which is which is pretty good. But again, you know, with a conference like the Big 12, which, as I should have kind of said as a disclaimer to begin with, the, the Big 12 has been the best conference all year. I mean, almost all 10 teams at, at one point along the way uh, were, were ranked in the, inside the top 25. And, and many of them, can, well, Kansas, Texas, uh, Baylor, I think, were pretty, pretty much in the top 10 pretty much all year. Um, so that just kind of goes to show the, the strength of the conference overall. Um, so then the other semi or the other quarterfinal game was Baylor and Iowa State. Now, obviously, as you know, Iowa State, well, you may not know, but I'll tell you now, Iowa State beat Baylor at home way early on in the season. They played Baylor again at Baylor last Saturday, and everybody was like, oh my god, you know, Baylor, they were like, Baylor were like eight-point favorites, Baylor's gonna crush them. I think Baylor had kind of come off a, a losing streak, so they needed to kind of get their stuff back together. They're like, this is a perfect time, uh, you know, to kind of be playing at home against a team in Iowa State, who, and this is kind of the key to Iowa State, and even to keep in mind during March Madness, because that's the other thing too is we're kind of obviously proven you know previewing all the the conference championships here but a lot of these teams that we're talking about are going to be in March Madness and so you know we're kind of going to give you give you some tips and tricks here as to what's going on with the teams currently and kind of what you're where you can kind of start to just start to think about you know where where you'd want to put them when it comes to picking your bracket in March Madness Iowa State uh, actually their best player got kicked off the team so we've seen uh, you know a couple other teams and, and we're going to mention them as we kind of go forward here uh, suffer some injuries to, to you know kind of their their better players um obviously you still have the kind of the brandon miller situation with alabama but he's gonna play and that kind of seems like it's fast now which is kind of weird but whatever um iowa state actually for whatever reason i don't think they really even shared it but their best player i don't i don't forgive me for not knowing his name either but they basically just kicked him off the team and since they kicked him off the team even though he's their he's their best player they've been i think three and oh they beat baylor at home at baylor um i think by like 13 or 14 or something like that they crushed him uh and then Last night or yesterday afternoon, they played Baylor again. So that was the number four, number five seed matchup in the quarterfinals. Baylor played Iowa State. And again, Baylor's favored by like five or six points. Iowa State beat them and won the game, you know, basically like like they were like they knew they were going to win. I was watching the game. It was like Iowa State the entire time were so confident. They were like, yeah, we know we're going to win this game. Um, so it was it was a it was a small upset in terms of kind of the seeding here, but a big upset in terms of. Baylor has this entire year been a way better team than Iowa State, and in addition to that, Iowa State lost their best player, and yet they've beaten Baylor twice, uh, you know, convincingly in the last two, basically the last like eight days or something. Um, so anyway, so that kind of you know sets the stage for today at least for the semifinal games that are being played today. Uh, number one seed Kansas against number five seed Iowa State, and then on the bottom of the bracket it's going to be number two seed Texas against number six seed TCU. 
I think Kansas is going to win. I think Kansas is going to win this game. I think they're going to win the Big 12 championship. They've won, I think, probably – I think there was, like, three out of the last six. Um, they're kind of known to, like, choke in these scenarios. But I think a couple of years ago, they moved the Big 12 championship, like, because the venue, right, because that's the other thing, too. Oh, and that's another thing I meant to mention about the ACC is that it's being played in Greensboro, North Greensboro, North Carolina. So, for that game in, against Miami today, Duke basically will have a home – I mean, I know they're in Durham, but it's, like, way easier for Duke fans to travel from Durham to Greensboro in the same state than it is for Miami. Miami fans travel, you know, 12 hours up the East Coast, up to North Carolina. So Duke basically has the home crowd there. And it's similar situation for Kansas here where the, the, the Big 12 championship is being played in an arena in Kansas City, right? So they basically have a home court advantage for this and for this entire tournament. Uh, so despite all that we've seen from Iowa State and as much as they've tried, and, and obviously they are still going to get into March Madness, so kind of a team that you may maybe want to look at pulling an upset there or making a run potentially uh, in the actual March Madness bracket. Kansas, I mean, they're favored, I think, by, you know, four or five points. So so not a huge spread, but I, I don't see them losing, especially because of the home court advantage they have. Um, so I definitely think they're going to win. And then Texas TCU is kind of the, the, at least to me, going to be the most interesting game, at least for this, uh, for today, or, for, you know, for the semifinals. Texas has been really good all year, um, interestingly enough. So their coach, Chris Beard, used to, he used to be the coach at Texas Tech. He led them to the national championship game, which they lost to UVA in 2019. Uh, and then he kind of took over Texas, going from, you know, kind of Texas Tech to Texas. But Texas is obviously the bigger name, bigger brand, you know, a lot more money and, and kind of the overall better team. He built this team up to be what they are now, which has been pretty much a top 10 team all year long. And then basically like 10 games into the season, like, you know, less than half the season had gone by and he had some altercation with domestic violence or something. And basically they relieved him of his duties. And so now it's been uh, an interim coach who took over for them and they been just as good and so a lot of people were saying like oh you know this is horrible for the texas program because they had to get rid of tech, uh, rid of chris beard and, and now you know their season is 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 going to waste but they've basically continued everything that they were doing uh with chris beard i haven't watched them play very much and and kind of which is weird because obviously like i said they've been a top 10 team all year they've had some great wins they you know they beat kansas i think by 13 or 14 points last saturday when they played them at home um but tcu for some reason just kind of always I just always want to pick them. <laughs> um, they're just they're they're a tough team. Their coach Jamie Dixon. Um, I think I went over this in a in a podcast about a month ago. Um, Jamie Dixon used to coach at Pitt, and if you remember the old Big East in basketball, which was like the best conference, they're like the SEC. What what the what the SEC is for football, the Big East was for basketball. You know, as of, I guess like you know nine or ten years ago now, it's been a while. But um, Pitt was was always consistently like they were number one seed overall. They were you know ranked in the top ten pretty much all year for every season. And Jamie Dixon was their head coach. Um, it, it kind of you know they fell hard times obviously went to the ACC things kind of fell apart for Jamie Dixon at, at Pittsburgh but he went to TCU and kind of has built that team up right they used to be kind of an afterthought and now they're really competing like they've been ranked all year you know I think they're their number well I think they're like number 20 now um, but they were inside the top 10 at one point I think uh, and and they beat Kansas State right yesterday and, and Kansas State was a three seed TCU was a six seed um, they beat Kansas State by 13 points I think that TCU can pull an upset here again all of these teams are already in the tournament so in terms of you know, these games really only matter in terms of, I think, I think, I guess like getting a better seed, um, which, you know, who's, who knows how that can shape out just because it depends on what the, you know, March Madness committee decides to even put people at anyway, but give me TCU to kind of pull an upset here over Texas. And then, like I said, it'll be Kansas and TCU in the championship for me. I think Kansas is going to take it. Um, again, I, I kind of hate to be like the guy who's just going with the, with the higher seeds for all this stuff, but at the point that we're at now, you know, kind of being in the semifinals, it is what it is. Um, and just for everything that we've said and, you know, Kansas has been, kind of you know the best team in the big 12 all season if they have a home game basically for the big 12 championship or the big 12 you know tournament here um i think they're going to take it all yeah let me tell you a little bit about kansas here so matt made a good point that kansas 
tends to choke a little bit uh, kind of around around this time of year when they are highly ranked in the, in the Big 12. But if I'm looking at this correctly, since 2008, so for the past, it's been, what, 14 years? Since 2008, when Kansas is a one seed, they – I don't. I think they've won the conference tournament every single time. And if if they're a two seed, they're usually runner up or something like that. I mean, I mean, they're 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 just really good, right? They're they're really good in the, in the Big Twelve tournaments. And I think this was an argument for them last season as well. Um, I can't remember. I think that they were the one seed going into the Big Twelve tournament last season as well, and they ended up winning. And so this season they're the one seed again. They've been dominant all year. Uh, they just they just have they play. Very very sound basketball. They score the ball really well in transition. Um, they you know they create points off of turnovers. So what I'm looking for here is it's basically like if can if Kansas loses in this tournament, I think it's gonna absolutely tank their chances of getting a one seed. Um, I, they they might still get a one seed if they lose to Iowa State today or tonight. Um, they might drop down to a two seed, but I think if they get to the championship, at least they'll probably still get a one seed in the in the March Madness tournament. So that's kind of the only thing to look for for Kansas here. Uh, but I've got Kansas State moving past Iowa State as well. Matt gave you the whole spiel on on Iowa State. They're, they've been really good, um, you know, over the past like recent stretch. But uh, I think that Kansas is just too dominant for them, and they're gonna they're gonna move past them pretty easily. And then you've got Texas and TCU on the other side. Again, I'm the same way as Matt here. We have we think the same on a lot of these things. Um, I've got I've got TCU moving on past Texas. I just think that yeah, I think ever since the whole situation with Chris Beard happened, Texas just is, hasn't really been the same. And I don't think that they really will be the same, um, even when March Madness comes around. So give me TCU here to kind of pull off the upset. Um, they're the sixth seed in the Big 12. They, I feel like they've played better than that all season. Um, Kansas State was actually the, the, the three seed, and, and they beat Kansas State by, I think, double digits. Uh, it was like at least 15 in the quarterfinals. Um, so TCU... Obviously, beating Kansas State. Kansas State's been a really good team all year as well. They've had a huge. Uh, Kansas State had a bunch of Q1 wins, um, and you know TCU was able to knock them off last night. So, yeah, give me give me TCU um, rolling over Texas in that in that game, and then you've got Kansas TCU in the championship. And I think that Kansas again, they're just too dominant. Um, they, like I said, when they're one seed in the Big Twelve tournament. They almost never lose. Um, like Matt said, they've you know they've won three of the past six. I think since two thousand eight, they've won. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's fourteen. They've I think they've won about fifty percent of of the tournaments since two thousand eight. So about seven of, of the last fourteen Big Twelve tournaments that they've won. I don't see them losing here. So um, yeah. So give me so give me Kansas to roll past TCU in the championship of this Big Twelve tournament. Uh, let's move on to what the big the Big Ten. Matt. Big East, Big, big East, Ten, big first. East um, well, actually, you know what? Big Ten technically is actually alphabetically. Big, actually, Big Ten alphabetically would have been before Big Twelve. That's oh what I was gosh. looking at. Oh I, my! I, I think I think you should check yourself. You are galaxy braining the crap out of me right now. I actually I actually put my tabs in order. See, of, I did too, and I still messed it up. It, it, well, so how about that? I just have too many tabs open. That's the problem. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so let's do the Big Ten. Like you said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interrupt you anymore. Um, Hayden, you want to do the rest of the podcast? You got this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll just okay. yeah, I'll do the rest cool. of it. Gotcha. Yeah. All, right. Um, all right. So for the Big Ten, we are in the quarterfinals today. Okay, so the Big and actually, like, I was kind of kind of summarizing everything in my brain here. The Big Ten and the SEC are the only conferences that we're talking about at least today uh, that are in the quarter. The quarterfinals are today. Semifinals are Saturday, and the championship games are going to be on Sunday. Which I've, gonna, I've never understood. Like the basically the, the the tournament committee has to have their like 
they have to have the bracket done basically I think by Sunday uh, because they you know they do all the all the you know they have to make all the graphics on the broadcast and the CBS and everything so the fact that I'm like I mean obviously if you're in the championship game it's like it's fine but I don't know like if you have a team that is, is going to be a bid stealer winning a conference championship and you're playing a conference championship game like that is going to end like an hour before the broadcast goes on at CBS. I don't know. I, I've never really understood why they play it so late. Um, I love watching it though. Cause obviously it's kind of like, you know, you're watching the big, the big 10 championship, the SEC championship game. And then you have, you know, selection Sunday is kind of right thereafter. So anyway, so the big 10 uh, now are in the quarterfinals uh, and we're kind of, are getting to this in, in the afternoon portion here. Purdue played Rutgers earlier today. Rutgers led for most of the game, uh, but Purdue kind of being Purdue, ended up pulling that game out they won 70 to 65 so Purdue is moving on to the semifinals uh, they're the one seed they you know we're kind of supposed to um you know it is what it is so but hey there might be some upsets uh, later on especially for when it comes to Purdue uh, Michigan State is going to be the next thing. Michigan State, they actually start, I think, in like two minutes here. Michigan State plays Ohio State, uh, who is kind of the big upset pick or the big upset you know, team, the Cinderella team, at least in the Big Big Ten so far. Uh, they're the 13 seed. So there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State is the 13 seed. Uh, they beat the 12 seed Wisconsin. They beat the 5 seed Iowa. And so now they're in the quarterfinals against Michigan State here. Michigan State's only laying, I think, three or four points. So it's projected to be a pretty close game. And I think it kind of will be. I, I would be surprised if Ohio State won just because I, I like I don't know I think they 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 had a lot of potential all year I think they were actually ranked like in the top 10 at, like some point in the beginning of the year they completely fallen off obviously to end up you know 13 out of 14 teams uh, in the Big Ten when it comes to the seeding of the conference tournament but here they are in the quarterfinals right playing Michigan State um, I think th- Bryce Sensabaugh is is I think one of their one of their better players maybe their best player um, he got hurt I think had like a a knee thing uh, in their game against Iowa yesterday. So kind of like, you know, they're kind of, kind of limping to the finish line here, at least in the quarterfinals. And, and I do think that Michigan state, you know, kind of proven how they've, how they've gotten here and they're the four seed. And obviously Tom Izzo is still their coach and, and, you know, and they're, they're going to be, uh, they're always a, a tough out in March madness, but I don't know. I mean, give me a shot here with Ohio state. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll take them as the upset pick here. Um, just because it, they already have played. And that's the other thing too, is, you know, when you're, when you're, when you get to March and you're playing basketball games, you're playing every single day, Ohio state's already played two games. Now, on one end that can mean hey they're coming in this game really tired but on the other end they can say hey and Michigan State obviously has a lot of rest but at the same time Michigan State is isn't you know Ohio State's hot right they they know that they're on this upset run they know that they're playing good basketball at the right time Michigan State hasn't played in in about a week here so um so I'll take Ohio State why not in the in the upset over Michigan State obviously almost by the time we're done recording this podcast the games will be going to be at like halftime. So I guess we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be able to, we'll be able to update, update you as, uh, as we get closer to the end here of the episode. Uh, and then you have Northwestern, the two seed is going to be playing Penn state. Who's the 10 seed. Penn state uh, had a pretty big upset over Illinois yesterday uh, in the, uh, in the second round of the tournament here, Northwestern and Penn state. Northwest, I think Northwestern is only favored by one or two points. Um, so this is also projected to be a very close game, despite the fact that Northwestern is the two seed and Penn state's the 10 seed. Give me the upset again. Again, I think the, usually the big 10 tournament is, is pretty crazy. Uh, Penn state, playing really good basketball northwestern like it was so funny because as much as you know i'm following this stuff and and i'm so into it they won like i think five straight games against five straight ranked opponents and like three of those five were on the road like it was crazy they went on some crazy run in february again kind of you know when you want to be playing your best basketball and so that's how they ended up earning this this two seed here in the big 10 but it's kind of like once that I, I, that kind of phase was over like they and they they ended up you know ranked inside the top 25 and it was the first time in however long and whatever but i just think that they haven't done much 
to really prove that they are worthy of this such a, you know such a high seed. I don't think you know they, had, they don't have that many great wins. You know they they won you know road games over you know your Iowa and, and Indiana I think, but but in terms of you know really getting those 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 big wins and 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 wins against other great teams, I don't I just don't really see it. So hey, Penn State's on a run. Like I said, they won an upset last night. Um, they I think shoot the free throws like. One of the best in the country, I think. So, um, so, and I think they're one of the most experienced teams too. That's why I was, I'm trying to think of like, the one reason why I like Penn State. I think, as, like in Ken, Ken Pop's ratings, they're they're the like statistically the oldest team or most experienced team um, in in the entire country. So, give me Penn State to pull the upset there too. Uh, Miami, or sorry, no, Indiana. Why am I saying Miami? Indiana is <laughs> the three seed. They're going to be taking on the six seed Maryland. This is going to be a really good game too. Um, I'm going to take Indiana. I think that Maryland is good. I think Maryland could could make a run in March Madness, but for all that Indiana's been through, and again, me and Hayden had a whole segment on them in the podcast and, you know, blew them up. And, oh, they are this this vaunted team. They beat Purdue twice in, like, the span of two weeks. And they got all these great – and then they lose by, like, 30 points to Iowa at home that same night. And it's like, come on, dude. And then they lost again. I, I'm not going to remember who it was, but they lost again to, like, at home to a bad team or, or on the road to somewhere. Um, so it's just, you know, just kind of disappointing. So as much as I kind of want to fade them at this point, hopefully this will kind of get them back on track. So I'll take Indiana to beat Maryland here. Um, and then I basically have Purdue versus Ohio State. I think this has the end of the run for Ohio State. As much as I want to pick Ohio State to kind of run the table here and get into March Madness, that would be insane. Uh, but I think Purdue just has too much size, and they, they move the ball too well for, uh, for, for an Ohio State team who's, like I said, already beat up and, and kind of coming into this. Well, I mean, it'll be, it'll be their fourth game in a row as, as, as the way that I have it kind of laying out here. Uh, and then Penn State, Indiana. I like Indiana. Um, obviously, like I said, I, I'm predicting Penn State to get an upset over Northwestern. Who knows if that's actually – if that's actually going to happen. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, and I think Indiana, like I said, Indiana's going to end up playing Purdue in the championship game is, is where kind of where I have it. Um, and it's ironic, again, because, like I said, me and Hayden kind of – after both of the Indiana-Purdue games this year, we – talked about it on the podcast and said oh Purdue started out 22 and one and now they're they've gone like three and four in their last seven games and both you know they lost both games to Indiana late in the season um and it's hard to beat a, th- a team three times and so I don't know I think again Purdue similar to Kansas well actually not similar to Kansas actually pulls through when they're uh you know when they're kind of the favorite to win things Purdue is kind of known for choking especially like last year you're a three seed you're playing st peter's for a bid in the elite eight and you, and you lose like come on man um but this t- this year obviously right you know zach Eady's a beast he's gonna win the uh he's gonna win the player of the year and and i think that you know i think at, at least they can kind of have some some momentum going for them uh, into march madness and, and probably get a one seed here uh, as we wrap up so as much as i kind of want to pick purdue as an upset i just think that their path even if like even if michigan state beats ohio state i think that purdue is going to beat michigan state so i just think that their path is really easy at least to the championship game and then kind of whoever they play on the bottom part like they have more size then they pass the ball better then so uh as as, as kind of uh as kind of boring as it is i guess i guess i'm gonna pick purdue to win i have i have a lot of upset picks until kind of the championship round and then i'm just kind of picking all the chalk uh you know higher seeds here but hey, let's see what Hayden thinks. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting that you had that path, or you mentioned Purdue's path because that's kind of what I was going to say. Um, is that Purdue? Yeah, they they just kind of have it easy throughout the rest of the tournament. No matter who wins the Michigan State Ohio State game, um, yeah, they they basically just they have that team to play. Um, they just won their game against uh, who was it the. Uh, Against Rutgers, and that ha- I don't know. That ended probably about an hour ago. So um, yeah, so like they and they beat him pretty handily too. They actually Rutgers was their first loss of the season back in shoot I don't even know probably November December probably December ish. Um, and so that's kind of interesting that they were able to you know kind of 
<laughs> kind of rub that loss off and uh, and come back and, and beat Rutgers in the conference tournament. That would have been crazy if Rutgers would have knocked them off again in the especially in the conference tournament because that would have really mixed up the the seeding for Purdue. I think I think Purdue right now is still is still projected to be a two seed um, with you know kind of with all the turmoil that they've gone through in this later part of the season. But I think Matt's right. They they have an easy road to the at least to the championship, the Big Ten championship. So. I think they're going to they're gonna get there with ease. I'm not even going to really talk about the other teams. Um, on the bottom side of this bracket, Matt mentioned Northwestern. Northwest, Northwestern is a very interesting team. Um, they, they actually – so they – he was talking about the run that they made in February. February 12th, they beat Purdue. Uh, they, beat, they beat them by six. So that was – that handed Purdue – that was kind of one of Purdue's, like, losses in that in that stretch of uh, when they went three and four or whatever in their in their that stretch of second seven games then they beat Indiana who I think had just come off of a um, of a win against Purdue I think two weeks before so Indiana was hot at that point and then they uh, they lost to Illinois which was a little bit of a, a little bit of a fall there um, and then they lost to Maryland too and they lost to Penn State so but that was that was kind of like coming into March. Um, and so they had, they had a, a, a kind of like a losing skid there coming into March, um, which I think is a little bit kind of, I don't know. It, yeah. And that's, that's what I was referring to is like, you know, they, they had such a good run, but it's like you, and you hate to see this, like when teams almost peak too early, like they were at their best in kind of mid February and then they've lost the teams. They really shouldn't have lost to now. They're still the two seed in the big 10 championship, but it's like, you know, kind of, they're not, they're not hot at the right time, I guess. Yeah. So they, so they, the last time that they played Penn State, who that's who they played tonight. Uh, Northwestern and Penn State play at six thirty tonight, and they played Penn State nine days ago. So essentially, and Penn State beat them nine days ago. So they essentially have to go back and play Penn State um, again. I it was, and I think it was at Northwestern when they played. Um, when they play Penn State and lost. So now the other thing to keep in mind here too is that the tournament is being played in Chicago. So similar to what I was saying with Duke uh, playing in Greensboro, North Carolina for the ACC tournament, Kansas playing in Kansas City, Missouri. I don't know again why is Kansas City in Missouri, but whatever. Uh, they're playing in Kansas City for the Big Twelve Championship. The Big Ten Championship is being played in Chicago. Um, so you'd think that would have helped out Illinois in their uh, attempt to triumph against Penn State, but that didn't prove to be correct or anything um, but the other team that is in Illinois Chicago area is Northwestern so they might have kind of the the home courty there's going to be at least more fans I think here um, than than a lot of the other teams but again these teams I mean Purdue Indiana Michigan State like these fans are crazy man they're going to travel so and they're also not I mean you know Indiana's close to Illinois, like, you know, Purdue and Indiana's fans will travel. Um, But I think that just at least for kind of like ease of people getting to the game, Northwestern could be kind of a home team in this tournament. Yeah, exactly. So that that's why I have Northwestern actually moving past Penn State here. Um, I think that I I think they know if they lose to Penn State again in the span of nine days, like I said, that's going to really bode bad for them going into the uh, the NCAA tournament. So I think that Northwestern Northwestern is actually going to move past Penn State here. Um, and move on to the semifinals, and then the last game that you got is uh, is Maryland Indiana, who's also playing tonight at nine. I've got Maryland moving past Indiana, so Matt and I are kind of going separate ways here in the, in this Big Ten tournament. I've got Maryland beating Indiana just because, like we said, Indiana. I, I just can't really trust them to win more than like two games in a row. They they win two games, um, and it might be against Purdue, and it might be the other one might be against a team like. I don't know, like Northwestern, and then they fall to Iowa, who is just not even a high seed at all. So I don't know. It's just 
it doesn't really make much sense with Indiana to pick them to move far in this tournament, at least for me. So that's why I'm going Maryland. And then um, that would make me have – dude, I'm, I'm trying to – I'm not even looking at a bracket right now. I'm looking at, like, the, the thing that pops up on Google where you have, like – where you have each game. <laughs> and it's like, so I don't know who's going to play who. Meanwhile, I'm, like, <laughs> have everything pulled up on my computer and we're sitting right next yeah, to yeah. each other. Okay, yeah. Well, so, I already closed the Big Ten bracket, okay. so Hayden, that's, you're just you, – just, that, just, okay. just continue on the bad path that you've gone on. So that's far. That's okay. All right. So, yeah. So, then I would have uh, Purdue and then whoever wins Michigan State and Ohio State. I'm picking Purdue for that. So, that's, so Purdue is in the championship. And then it would be whoever wins. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So, then it would be Northwestern and Maryland. Those would be my two picks that would play each other in the bottom part of the tournament. Um, and then for that game, I'm going to go Maryland again. And I've got Purdue-Maryland in the championship. I don't think that Maryland has enough to pull it out. Maryland's a fast team. They do play fast. But I think, like Matt said, I mean, Zach Eady, he just eats everything up down low. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's just so dominant. Um, and I, I think I don't think Maryland has that much size either. They don't. They typically don't. I haven't watched them that much this season. But they typically don't really have, like, a big guy down low. Um, and Purdue has – Lots of them, so uh, I think I think that Purdue is going to be able to get it done down low against Maryland, and Purdue is going to pull it out in the Big Ten tournament. So let's move on to the Big East, Matt. All right, so the Big East is being played, and I guess I'll kind of preface all these now with with where it's being played. This is an MSG. This is in the Garden, uh, Madison Square Garden in New York City. Okay, so that's where the Big East tournament is being played. Um, and I think that could come into play, as we've said with kind of the other conferences here, um, with the Big East Conference Tournament. So we've kind of gotten to where we are now, especially with, well, we actually, we had a couple upsets. Well, I guess really only just one. Um, DePaul beat Seton Hall, as the, DePaul was a 10 seed and Seton Hall was a 7 seed. Um, so DePaul, pl- DePaul played Xavier last night, and they were winning, I think, for like, 18 and a half of the 20 minutes and then Xavier just took the lead right at the end and, and then wins the game and I was like dang it like really wanted DePaul to just kind of come out of nowhere and have a shot uh to get to get in here but obviously Xavier kind of kind of took care of business there so um and then also UConn beat Providence yesterday Marquette beat St. John's in overtime and then Creighton beat Villanova pretty convincingly so and so farewell to Villanova's chances in the uh in, in March Madness I don't think they're gonna get in so today we're at the semifinals it's Marquette UConn in the first game, I think UConn's favored by three or four points. Uh, Xavier and uh, Creighton are in the next game, um, and I think Creighton's favored by three points or something like that. Um, so obviously, kind of you know close games here. Obviously, we're kind of at the at the where the best teams are playing each other uh, at, at, at least this far into the conference tournament so far. Um, so Marquette and UConn, I am for some reason a Marquette fan. I think because. I at some point want because I was a Packers fan. I at some point wanted to be like a fan of all the Wisconsin teams for absolutely no reason. I have no reason to even be a Packers fan in the first place, but they're kind of my first team that I've ever actually liked. Um, so then I thought, oh well, there's a cool there's a team in Milwaukee, Wisconsin that's called Marquette. I'm gonna work root for them. So they've kind of been like a like a like a team of my heart for the past few years. They haven't really done anything. Um, I think I think 2012 they got to the Elite Eight, um, and then maybe a couple years after that, and they've had some good seasons here and there, uh, but just not really like. I guess anything to write home about, but the cool story about Marquette and kind of me, you know, there being at least one of my my teams that I decided to root for. But again, I'm not I'm not like a Marquette fan. I don't know what to call it anyway. Um, Shaka Smart 
is Marquette's head coach. And if you know anything about Shaka Smart, he was the coach at VCU uh, when they made their run to the Final Four back in 2011. And, and we live in Richmond, Virginia, so that was like the biggest thing that had ever happened. Uh, obviously, kind of before UVA won the championship in 2019. But um, obviously, right. So Shaka Smart made you know kind of made it that far with VCU. He's like the hometown hero. He goes to Texas uh, and spent a couple years there. Wasn't really good. Had them as a three seed one time in March Madness. They lost to Abilene Christian in the first round of the tournament, the 14th seed. Um, and, and that was kind of the end of the reign there for Shaka Smart at Texas. And then obviously kind of Chris Beard takes over from there. But anyway, um, you had now Shaka Smart goes to Marquette. And lo and behold, pretty much exactly what happens when Shaka Smart goes anywhere, his team just kind of ends up as the number one seed in their conference, which obviously, you know, is is, is, is kudos to him for, for being such a good coach. Regardless, Marquette is – they were great all season. I think they ended up number six in the country um, to kind of going into the – well, to end the regular season and kind of going into the tournament. Obviously, they were they won the regular season uh, for the Big East. And, and like I said, they kind of came out of nowhere because you're so used to Providence and UConn and, you know, Creighton, these teams that are kind of Villanova, you know, teams that have been so good in the past. Uh, but Marquette's kind of up there right now. They t- took them overtime to beat St. John's yesterday. They're playing UConn today. They're in the garden, right? So I think UConn fan, and like just with how big UConn basketball is and, and was, especially in the early 2000s, I think UConn's going to win that game. Like I said, they're favored. Um, and, and as much as kind of my heart wants me to take Marquette, they're going to be in the tournament, right? All these teams are going to be in. So it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world here. But I do think UConn will win just because, again, going to be almost like a, well, not a home court, but, but, more fans of, of UConn then at least than than Marquette in that game so uh, so that's technically an upset but again they're, they're favored so you know I, I always at least go by what the what the betting markets are because that kind of really tells you what the actual statistics and, the, and and everything tells you about the teams so there we go so Xavier Creighton in the second game um, Creighton's favored I'm gonna take Creighton Xavier just kind of like I think they were like like 19 and one at home this year and it's like the whole thing about Xavier the whole season was that they can't win away from home, but then when they are at home, they're unstoppable. And obviously this is away from home. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty far away too. It's in New York. And and obviously Creighton is probably the furthest from home because they're in Nebraska for some reason playing in the big East, but, uh, but here they are. And, and Creighton has been an interesting team too. And again, here come, you know, just kind of, kind of nuggets to think about again, as you go into March madness, Um, they were top 10 to start the season. I think they were number eight to start the season. They started like eight and eight and were completely, they were out of the top 25, had no chance. It was almost like, oh my God, this team has so much, so much potential. And and they completely just ruined it in the first part of the season. And then they climbed their way back. And here they are, the number three uh, seed in the regular, number three seed in the tournament. They were number three in the regular season in the Big East. And they have hit their stride at the right time as well. Um, We saw last night, so Villanova, you know, they were gaining some steam. They beat Georgetown by 20 in the first round of the Big East tournament. Villanova plays Creighton in the you know in the quarterfinals here. Creighton wins by 13 points. That was never even a game. And Villanova, not no, obviously they went to the Final Four last year. A lot of those they lost a lot of those pieces, including their you know head coach Jay Wright. Uh, but still, you think okay, Villanova, yeah, they're gonna have some fight. And Creighton just blew them out. So I think it's gonna be a similar kind of vibe here. I think Creighton's gonna take it all the way. So give me Creighton to beat Xavier, and then I'm gonna have UConn and Creighton in the title game. I could see UConn winning this Big East championship and then basically losing their first game in March Madness, which I think they did last year. New Mexico State upset them as the, they were the five seed. New Mexico State was a 12 seed. Again, I don't think I don't think UConn even led in that game at any point. Um, so I kind of want to say UConn will you know, run the table here and then just lose early in March Madness. But I really like Creighton. I think Creighton's going to make a run in the Big East. Tur- I think they're going to win the Big East championship, and I think they're going to make a run in the tournament. Obviously, you kind of have to see – what we decide as far as, you know, what the brackets come out and everything like that, where I kind of how, how, how far I think they can go in March. Um, but I love this Creighton team for sure. Dude, it's actually crazy. You guys probably listening to this think that Matt and I 
collude when we're making these picks, but I, I promise you we're making these picks right now as we speak, and we, we don't speak to it. To, we, we don't speak to each other about them before the podcast, and it always ends up that we just pick very similar teams, like yeah. very similar upset teams, and just, I don't know, just very similar teams in general to like make runs in these tournaments. Yeah, we're very much procrastinators, and yeah. so we basically just talk to each other like, yo, and a lot of times we're not in person either, so it's like, we'll literally just text each other like, yo, you want to talk about this? Yeah. And the other person's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and then we just like, he sends me a Zoom meeting and then we just get on there put our microphones in and i'm just like staring at hayden's face on a screen and then it's like okay let's talk now and obviously it ends up being good because you know we have chemistry in this we've at least been doing this for long enough to where it's it's fun and and, and we both enjoy it but yes to, to kind of prove hayden's point it, it, it would be honestly we neither of us would want to do the work that it would take to come up with these picks and, and kind of you know align them together and everything yeah exactly so that hinted towards my pick for the for the Big East championship here um but to kind of start off with the with the lesser important side in my opinion of this of this bracket which is Marquette and UConn like Matt was saying I'm actually going to go Marquette in this game um Matt said uh, Matt made a good point with the tournament being at MSG um with you know UConn being closer and them most likely having uh, a bigger fan base at this game yes that's true um and and throughout the rest of the tournament yes that is true but I think that Marquette's going to pull out this game which is going to give Creighton an even easier road to the championship. I think that UConn is going to be a harder team to beat in the championship for Creighton, but I still do th- think that Creighton's going to take it all, um, no matter basically no matter what happens here. But I do think that Marquette's going to move past UConn to go to the championship here. Just they've they've been really good all season. Um, they I mean they've been consistently ranked in the top ten, and I think for like they've they've probably been one of the most consistent top ten teams at least for the like the latter half of the season coming down this stretch into March. So, um, yeah, so give me so give me Marquette in that game. And then you've got Creighton and Xavier, like Matt said, um, also playing tonight. And I, I see Creighton winning this game. Little uh, little kind of like little piece of information for you. So the so Creighton and Xavier have played twice this season. Um, they played – both games were back in January, actually. So beginning of January, uh, Xavier played Creighton, and it was, it was at Xavier. Xavier only won by three points. It was 90 to 87 – that's another thing about this Creighton team is that they score a lot of points, dude. They scored they scored 104 points against St. John's earlier in the year. That di- that game didn't even go into overtime. Now I know they almost lost to St. John's um, in, in the conference tournament last night or whenever they played, but I mean they scored 104 points against St. John's earlier in the year, and they beat them by I think it was uh, 20 28. I think yeah, 28 points. So um, yeah, so I mean Creighton just scores out the wazoo, and then that second game against Xavier that they had uh, a few weeks later, it was at Creighton, and Creighton ended up winning by 17. They, they won 84 to 67. So, um, yeah, so I think that Creighton maybe has Xavier's number. Um, I think that Xavier pulling out that first win at home against Creighton was kind of a lucky win, and so I think that that could have easily been two wins for Creighton over Xavier. I think that Xavier um, kind of struggles a little bit against, against Creighton, and so we're going to see Creighton – pull out this win, uh, and then play Marquette in the championship, the Big East championship, and like Matt said, give me Creighton to win it all um, and kind of solidify their their spot as a pretty high seed or a higher seed in the tournament, maybe like a, I don't know, maybe we'll see like a five seed almost from them. Um, I don't I don't really know how the rest of the field is looking in terms of the rest of the five seeds. But, yeah, I mean, these Big East teams usually get around kind of that five-ish seed. It's, it's usually either like – they're either like a five seed or a twelve seed. You know, it's 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 usually 
you don't really get much in between with these Big East teams. So, um, yeah, I mean, whoever wins the Big East is, is going to get is going to get a very high seed, in my opinion. And I think that if Creighton's able to do it, even though the regular season was a little bit more shaky than a team like Marquette, if they're able to do it, I think they're going to get a pretty high seed there in March Madness. So give me Creighton to win the Big East. Um, and so now we've got two conferences left. We've got the Pac-12 and the SEC. Let's move into the Pac-12. Pac-12 championships being played in Las Vegas. So this is pretty much the only conference where – one team won't really have a designated kind of home court advantage, which I like. Um, obviously, it's still on the West Coast, but all these teams are on the West Coast, and it's kind of easy enough to travel uh, from kind of everywhere. Or it's not it's not close enough to, like, one place where all their fans will travel or whatever. Um, so, so far, there's – I mean, they kind of – you know, we've played out, you know, the games. Um, so, we have UC- – we're in the semifinals right now. So, UCLA is playing Oregon um, tonight, and then Arizona is playing Arizona State. Now – so far in the bracket, obviously UCLA and Oregon are, are both kind of the, they're the one one seed and the four seed, pretty much similar to most of the other conferences we've seen, where there haven't really been any upsets kind of getting to this place so far. Um, Arizona's the number two seed, and then Arizona State's the number six seed. They played USC, who was the number three seed, uh, and they beat them yesterday uh, by six points. So that was kind of it was technically an upset, but well, oh no, they beat them by five, seventy-seven, seventy-two. Um, it was it's technically an upset, but like. I, and I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not Joe Lenardi, clearly, because I'm, I'm looking at how these tournaments are seated and, like, where these teams are are in terms of getting into March Madness or not. So Arizona State is kind of on the bubble, right? They're, like, I think the last four in right they're, now. They're actually the, the last team in. Right last now. team in. There yeah. we go. Perfectly timed in talking about them right mm-hmm. now. They're the sixth seed in the Pac-12, all right? So that means that there's five teams in front of them in the Pac-12. Okay, so Hayden, and, if, and I guess you're are you looking at the looking at the bracket here, Mark Bracketology at least. Yeah, so the one seed UCLA, two seed Arizona. They're obviously they're they're both clearly in because they've been top ten teams all year. Is USC the Spartans? Are they in the tournament at all? Let me uh, let me uh, let me see. Yes, they are a nine seed. They're as a nine of seed. Now. Okay, yes. is Oregon in the tournament right now? Oregon. Uh, I think they are actually on the bubble. So. They're they're not in right now. They're actually wait. They're part of the next four out. It says, but they're not. So in. they're not. Yeah. So they're not out. Or yeah. well, they're, they're they're on the bubble, but they can get in. Yes. But they're not like listed in the tournament right now. Is Washington right. State in the tournament right now? No, they're not. No, they're not. So this is where I'm like, where are we getting this from? <laughs> so Arizona State, like I said, they're the number six seed in the Pac-12. There are clearly what Hayden said. Um, they're designated as the last team in the tournament. Like I said, UCLA and Arizona, they're number one and number two. They're in. Number three, USC. I haven't really heard about them all year, and they were on the bubble, bubble at one point, but I guess they're I guess they're safely enough in right now. They're the number three seed. But number four seed, Oregon. Number five seed, Washington State. Basically nowhere in the tournament, and number six seed, Arizona State, is in. I guess it just must be, like, wins that they've had this season or, or you know, when they won their games, what their non-conference, you know, strength of schedule was, or or whatever. Maybe 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 statistically, maybe they go by Ken Palm or whatever. But um, I'm just it's just curious to me that like Arizona State had to play in the first round of this tournament, and they've won two games to get to the semifinals here. Whereas a team like Oregon is the number four seed, and they're out of the tournament, and they've only played one game, and they won it against Washington State. But I don't know, whatever. Um, anyway, that is to say that Arizona State upset USC, which maybe could turn the tide, especially when you get a win like that and you're on the bubble as the last team in. Hey, that might have just made the tournament for, for Arizona State. So anyway, to, to, to kind of digress against against all that again, I don't know how these decisions are made, but whatever. Um, UCLA-Oregon is the first game. Arizona-Arizona State's the second game. Another 
piece of information about Arizona and Arizona State. They played, I think, two weeks ago at this point, uh, or two Saturdays ago or something like that. Arizona was at home. I think they were laying like 12 points. Um, it was a close game. All, all, all I bet on Arizona, obviously, ended up losing that one. But it was a close game all, all or the whole game. Um, and then you probably saw at some somewhere on the lines um, this insane buzzer beater shot that Arizona State had. It was like beyond half court. Like it was like a it was like a free other side of the free throw line um, heave. And and I think the game was tied and he and he shot it to to win by three. So they would have gone to overtime, but he, he made it and it was a crazy win. And it was Arizona State beat Arizona at Arizona. Now that may have vaulted them into the tournament as being the last team in and now this kind of win this upset win over usc has kind of solidified them being in the tournament i'm not sure how that's all going to work out unfortunately we're not going to have joe lenardi on the podcast i'd love to um but but that's not happening anytime soon and so i think we're kind of just going to go based off of what we see here which is ucla is playing oregon now the other thing to remember here and like i said arizona and ucla have been in the top 10 pretty much all year besides that the pac-12 has kind of been not that good uh and even with that, I don't know. I, UCLA is is definitely legit. Okay, they have um, they they've like I said they I think they're twenty seven and four. Um, they they the only the games they've lost I think they they lost to Arizona. I think they might have lost to Arizona State. Um, but all the all the games they've lost to good teams, which is exactly what you expect from a team like UCLA, who two years ago with well two years ago went to the Final Four as a first four. 11 seed making it all the way to the final four lost on a buzzer beat at Jalen Suggs and Gonzaga the year that they got crushed by Baylor in the championship. So then we have last year where they're a four seed and they get beat by UNC who goes to the championship game. So essentially the last two times that UCLA has been in the tournament, they've lost to the eventual team that goes and loses in the national championship game, which is pretty, that's a pretty amazing feat to, uh, to, to get to here. But now they've been one of the best teams all year in the regular season. And they're actually on their way to probably a one seed in March madness this year. However, UCLA lost their third best player. I know I say third, but obviously Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez are, are their two best players because they were there during that, you know, two years ago, or they've been here for this entire run uh, ever since they did make the Final Four two years ago in March Madness. But they lost their, their third best player. His name is Jalen Clark. He tore his Achilles uh, in, one, I think, one of their one of the last game of the, of the regular season or something like that. So the question becomes, is that going to hinder them enough to either lose in the Pac-12 tournament that kind of will prevent them from being a one seed in the in the actual March Madness tournament, or will that kind of, they'll just be fine and, and still make it go? Now, we saw them play against Colorado yesterday, and it was kind of a close game all, all you know, during the game, but I watched it, and it was like... They, it was it was close to the end, and they were like, okay, we actually kind of have to start trying here. And then they just shot it up, and then they wound up winning by 11, and it wasn't even a game. So you can see that they still have that extra gear where this is an experienced team. They've been here. Mick Cronin is their coach. He used to be at Cincinnati, and they were always ranked every year. Now that you know he's at UCLA, and they're winning the Pac-12 every year. So UCLA is just a very interesting team. I, I kind of am, am – am, I want them – I honestly want them to win the championship this year, like, in, you know, March Madness championship, um, just because of how, like, unlucky they've been. They've literally lost two of the best teams in both of the last two years, one of them obviously being in the Final Four uh, itself. We're in the Pac-12 championship here, though, and I think this is where and – and, again, I know I'm kind of sp- spending a ton of time previewing the – the Pac-12 championship here, but I'm at least trying to get across kind of my thoughts here as it goes towards uh, for kind of a, a, a tournament or a, a conference in the Pac-12, which has not been that great all year beside their two best teams. And the reason that I'm kind of questioning all of this is the fact that when you have a situation like this, where you have two top 10 teams in a conference tournament where it really doesn't matter how they finish because they already know that they're going to be in, they already know that they're going to be a high seed uh, in, you know, in, into the March Madness tournament. They already know they're going to be a high seed in that tournament as well. 
you kind of have to question their motivation a little bit. Like, are they really going to try to win all of these games? We already saw UCLA try really hard in their last regular season game. They lost their third best player for the rest of the season. Is it really worth it to try that hard in one of these games in the Pac-12 you know, tournament where you already know you're going to be a high seed in March Madness? Why don't you honestly get get that extra rest? Like, not saying that they'd lose on purpose. It was just the fact that, like, are they really motivated to actually win the whole thing? UCLA had an emphatic win over Arizona in kind of their last regular season game. Um, it was at home. They were winning the whole time. It was, you know, it was kind of the – they won the Pac-12, right, um, which was which was obviously great, as I, as I mentioned. But – that's, I don't know. I think I just kind of start to question what their motivation will be, at least for this Pac-12 championship or for the rest of the Pac-12 tournament. Arizona, to me, is just a complete – they're just the, like, the most inconsistent top 10 team pretty much all year. They've lost to really bad teams. They've lost at home to bad teams. And it's just like, what do you what do? You do? And, and they are, again, kind of like what, what um, you know, statistically at least, they're a really high-scoring team. Hayden was mentioning, you know, Creighton and Clemson earlier. Arizona's a very, very high-scoring, but also let up a lot of points. So they played Stanford yesterday. It was number two Arizona, number 10 Stanford, uh, at least in the kind of the way that the seeding, seeding works here. So Stanford's one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. Arizona won 95-84. to So they won the game by 11 points, right? So did UCLA over Colorado, but they let Stanford scored 84 points. It's like, you know, what are they going to do against, you know, when you're facing Maryland, you know, as a 7-2 matchup? Like, you know, who knows? But um, obviously we'll be able to kind of figure that out in a couple days here. But I I almost – and I say all of this to say, I know I've gone gone on for like nine minutes on on the Pac-12 championship when the semifinals are literally going to happen in like a couple hours and none of this is going to matter anyway. Um, I say all that to say, I think I'm going to pick both of these upsets here. So I think Oregon's going to beat UCLA and I think Arizona State's going to beat Arizona. Uh, And then I think Arizona State's going to beat Oregon. So give me Arizona State in in my – I'm going to bookend this full circle with the Pac-12 analysis here going from Arizona State is kind of getting robbed by the fact that they're the number six seed in the Pac-12 or at least maybe the other teams are getting robbed by not being considered. As a, as a team that'll get in the March Madness, but they've had to play all the games. They've already won two games to get to this point anyway. I think they're going to go all the way. I think they're going to win four straight games. They're going to win the Pac-12 championship, and we're going to really be starting to talk about them when it comes to a surprise team that could make a run, a run in March Madness. Yeah, I, lo- I love it. And th- this is honestly kind of another Clemson situation where you have Arizona State in the semifinal of the Pac-12 tournament, and they're basically looking to win the Pac-12 tournament in order to be sure that they're going to get into the tournament. Like we said, they are the last team in right now, but I feel like if they lose to Arizona tonight, they'll probably fall from that spot. Again, there's so much more that can happen in every other Power 5 conference, plus the Big East. There, there's just too much that, that can happen that can knock Arizona State out of the tournament um, for them to lose tonight and still feel comfortable. So I think that Matt's completely right. Arizona is, I think, kind of like the perfect storm to lose in this game. They're super inconsistent. They lose against bad teams all the time. I think they've lost at least once against Arizona State this year. So give me Arizona State in that game. I I don't think it's even really a question. I think you could even make an argument for Arizona State to be, like, close to being favored in this game. Um, I don't don't know. Where is it being played again? Oh, uh, Las Vegas. Vegas, Yeah, Yeah, Las Vegas. So, I mean, both teams, like, I don't know how far they are from each other in Arizona itself. But, I mean, both teams are going to have fans there. So it's it's probably going to be – evenly matched up in terms of in terms of the fan base at that game um, for each team. But I, I do think that Arizona State has all the momentum and all the more reason to win this game over Arizona. Now for US, UCLA, Oregon, I'm going to go the different path than Matt did. I'm going to go UCLA still in this game. I, I like the argument that Matt made for UCLA possibly kind of letting up a little bit, you know, kind of letting go of the, of, of the reins of the horses a little bit here. But 
I still think that they have so much firepower and so much scoring ability and, and, and just, well, they struggled to score the ball uh, at the beginning of the season and their defense was so good. But I think that they've actually um, they've actually kind of improved their scoring ability throughout the season and they've, they've gotten a little bit more comfortable in their offense. And their defense is still so, so good. And so I think that they're going to be able to hold this Oregon team to a, a lower amount of points and they're going to be able to move past them um, tonight and move on to the championship. So then I have UCLA and Arizona State in the championship. And this is honestly, like, I want I want to pick Arizona State so bad in this championship just because I think, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to pick Arizona State to win this uh, to win this championship game as well, solely for the reason that Matt picked them too, because they need to win. Like, they, they have to win this Pac-12 tournament in order to get in. I think we're going to see in the ACC with Clemson as well as the Pac-12 with Arizona State. It's teams like this that you love to see make it into March Madness, and it's it's kind of, it's stories like this that you love to see kind of play out, you know, both before March Madness and at the beginning of March Madness. Again, I don't know how if if Arizona State is able to you know to pull out the Pac-12 championship, will they be able to make a tournament run? I don't really know. Um, we'll just have to see where they're seated. But I think like it's it's funny to say because. I mean, a, a winner of a pack. I mean, a winner of a Power Five conference championship. You probably wouldn't expect to get lower than I think. I think last year Tech was a seven seed in the tournament, or no, no, they were an eleven seed, right? Yeah, so they were an eleven seed in March Madness. They were a seven seed in the in the ACC tournament when they won. Um, but you would you would never expect a Power Five conference winner to be seated as an 11 seed in the actual tournament. But that's probably what we'll see with, with Arizona State if they are able to pull out this Pac-12 championship, which will be cool to see. I think that if Clemson wins uh, the ACC, they'll be seated a little bit higher than than Arizona State will be. But, I mean, yeah, give me Arizona State here. Why, why not make it fun? Why not, you know, kind of give them a, the benefit of the doubt here and, you know, pick them to win the, the Pac-12. So let's move on to our last conference of the day, which is the SEC. That's right. So Alabama's the one seed. They've been the best team all year. They've been ranked number one overall for, well, probably, well, I guess not as much as Houston and Purdue, obviously, but probably the third most or third longest team that's been ranked number one uh, in the entire country, which, again, it just kind of sucks because you're like, all right, maybe, just maybe, Alabama football has kind of ended their dynasty, and here we go. Alabama basketball is now ranked number one in the country. Like, come on, man, what are we doing? we got to get this place out of here. Um, But, obviously, that's not going to happen anytime soon. They played Mississippi State, the nine seed, uh, in the first game that happened today. It actually already finished, and Alabama crushed them by, like, 25. So they moved on to the semifinals Alabama has already. Uh, The next game that's coming up, I think it's actually starting right now, as I'm speaking, Tennessee and Missouri. Tennessee, the five seed, Missouri, the four seed. Um... I forgot to mention where the tournament's being played again. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. So, again, we have a team in Tennessee who who is basically has this entire conference championship as, or conference tournament as they're going to be on their home court. Um, not their actual home court, but it's basically going to be a home game because all their friends are going to go there. Now, the other thing to mention about Tennessee is the fact that their best, well, I guess, yeah, I think it's their best player is Zakai Ziegler, okay? So, he's their point guard. He's been their point guard for, I think, three years now. Um, he's really, really good. He, I forget exactly what the injury was, but he's going to be out for the entire rest of the season. Okay, so that's kind of the the interesting thing here with Tennessee. And obviously, as we know, Tennessee's been, you know, pretty much a top 10 team all year. Uh, Rick Barnes is their head coach. He's a legendary coach in college basketball. So that's kind of the struggle with Tennessee. And, And two, they've been similar to Arizona, where it's like, 
like they've won big games, but they've lost really bad games, you know? And so you kind of just lose faith in this Tennessee team. And they always, always choke in March Madness. They actually played they last year they were a three seed. They lost to a Michigan to Michigan who was an eleven seed. So right, so Tennessee kind of chokes when it comes to March Madness, and now it's it's they kind of have this double-edged sword where yes, it's a great advantage that they're basically playing at home for the entire SEC conference tournament, but at the same time they just lost their best player, right? And then they're not going to have him for March Madness either. So this is a tough one. I think give me Tennessee to beat Missouri here in the five-four matchup, but I don't know if I can have them going any further, and I definitely want to fade them when it comes to March Madness. Arkansas-Texas A&M. This is an interesting game here. Arkansas, as we know, last year they were really, really good. Well, the year before, I think they've been to the Elite Eight two years in a row, actually. Last year, they were the number four seed, and they beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. Gonzaga was obviously, you know, the whole undefeated season. Oh, my God, they're going to win it all, number one overall seed. Are they finally going to be able to do it? No, they don't, because Arkansas was really good, and Eric Musselman, their coach, is really good as well. So they got to the Elite Eight last year. They lost to Duke, and Duke went to the Final Four, whoop-de-doo, but then they lost to UNC, so there you go. Anyway, um, Arkansas is the 10 seed this year in the regular season of the SEC. And you think, well, how? Because they basically have, well, I mean, they don't have the exact same starting lineup as last year, but they still have their best player, Nick Smith, who was injured for most of the regular season. He's back now, okay? So that kind of explains why they're such a low seed here uh, in, in comparison to kind of what they've done for the you know the rest of the regular season. He, I think Nick Smith's probably going to be, he's probably going to be a top 15 draft pick in this year's NBA draft. Um, so he is key to their team. Okay, now... So they played, obviously, so Arkansas played Auburn, right? And that was a 10-7 matchup. Arkansas got the upset as a 10 seed. And now they're playing the two seed, Texas A&M. So this looks like a huge kind of, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a, a what should be considered as a, as a, you know, huge favorite going against a big underdog. Well, realistically, I think Arkansas is either favored in this game or only Texas A&M might be favored by one or two points. It's going to be so predicted to be very, very close. And for that reason, I'm going to take Arkansas. Now, obviously, this is kind of just, it seems on the, on the surface, it seems like a big, you know, okay, well, you're just taking the, you know, you obviously mean a major point, whatever. But Texas A&M is really good. If, if it will, this is one of those games where it was like, I would pick either of these teams to win the entire SEC tournament if they weren't playing each other in the quarterfinal round, right? So I think that they both have really, they have a lot to kind of gain from what is going to happen here. Now, the other thing too, is that Arkansas, given their seed and kind of their rank or their, uh, their record so far, they're one of those teams, Hayden mentioned it. I mean, Creighton and Clemson are kind of, kind of different, you know, different vibes in, in Arizona State and everything, but Arkansas is definitely not in right now. And if they win the tournament or go, you know, get to the championship game, or at least that kind of will you know, kind of allow them to at least have the conversation about, okay, maybe this team can get into March Madness. So they are playing for their tournament lives right now. And that's why I think they'll get the upset over Texas A&M. But I love this Texas A&M team. You got to remember last year, they, I don't exactly remember what their regular season record was. Buzz Williams, their head coach. He also coached at Marquette. He coached at Virginia Tech too. Um, in, uh, in his best, past two jobs he's been at. Um, last year, Texas A&M was pretty bad in the regular season. They actually, I think they were like the 11 seed in the in the SEC Conference Championship or Conference Tournament last year. They made it all the way to the final game. And I think they played, they either played Alabama or Kentucky. I think it was Kentucky and they lost to Kentucky um, in the championship game, which was very sad. And, and they didn't even make March Madness despite, you know, kind of making that huge run. But they're back this year. They had a great, they, they were horrible start the season. They lost to Wofford at home uh, in the beginning of the season. They are here now, though. They're number two seed in the SEC see they're going to be in March Madness I like them to make a run for sure when it comes to March Madness but in this game I say Arkansas just because they have so much momentum and so much motivation to actually you know be able to win this game because that's kind of the only way that they're going to be able to to uh to make it into March Madness I think Arkansas is going to get the pretty big upset here again upset in terms of seating but not not really uh in terms of kind of the betting lines and the spreads and everything 
Vanderbilt, Kentucky, another very interesting game. Kentucky's the three seed and Vanderbilt's the six seed. But as we know, well, if you don't know, a week ago, actually less than a week ago, six days ago, Vanderbilt took their little Commodores from, from ten, I guess they're in Tennessee, um, to Kentucky and won at Rep Arena. So Vanderbilt upset Kentucky in their own barn after Kentucky had gone on this big run and it was, you know, in the middle of the season. Oh, Kentucky's not even going to make it to March Madness. You know, oh, it's so sad. John Calipari's going to lose his job. No, here they are. They're the number three seed in the SEC. They're definitely going to make it to March Madness and they can very well go on a run because we've seen them do it before. Vanderbilt is playing Kentucky. I think that this is Kentucky's time to shine, though. I think they're going to get the revenge win over Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt kind of, you know, again, they're peaking too early. They beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. They're going to get the rematch now. Kentucky's going to be very motivated to beat a Vanderbilt team that isn't that good. And, and I think that, you know, Kentucky will end up getting the win over Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt there. So now I have I have Alabama-Tennessee in the semifinals. I think Alabama's going to win that game. I think this is where Tennessee's injuries to Zakai Ziegler kind of – Kind of makes things a little bit tough for Tennessee. Um, they will have the home court behind them, so you know it, it'll. I think it'll be a closer game than at least. Well, I, think, I hope it is a close game. I hope that you know the kind of the injury to Ziegler doesn't mess up Tennessee uh, too much. But I do think Alabama is going to win this game to go on to the championship game. And then I have Arkansas and Kentucky. This is going to be a great game. I don't really know who's going to win. I want to say Arkansas with my heart, but I think that Kentucky's a better overall team. I think they match up well, and, and, and again, Calipari coaching them, like they have, you know. And, and the crazy thing about Kentucky is that for however long, they've been the the one-and-done school, right, where they get all the, you know, they get all the top prospects out of high school. John Calipari coaches them up. This year, though, I mean, obviously last year, they came in as a number two seed. They lost to St. Peter's, and obviously St. Peter's makes that huge run. But they had um, – Oscar Shibwe, who won the Naismith Player of the Year last year, he came back. That's like the that's like the first time in 20 years that the Naismith Player of the Year has come back to play again the following year in, in college basketball. They also have Severe Wheeler, who's their point guard. He's kind of inconsistent, but still has a lot of experience, at least being the bet playing in the backcourt uh, for Kentucky. So I I will take Kentucky to beat Arkansas and and, and kind of hope that Arkansas makes the tournament because they can make a run, um, but it, they might have to win a lot of these games to even to, to kind of get get into March Madness to begin with, which leaves us with Kentucky Alabama as the SEC championship game. And I think Kentucky is going to do it. I think Alabama has ever since the Brandon Miller thing and the shooting and everything that happened, they, they, they've, they've won their games, but they just haven't won them convincingly. I think they lost to, they lost to Auburn once they played Auburn again at home. They got Auburn was winning the whole game by like 15 points. Alabama makes a run at the end. They send it to overtime. Alabama wins the game. Um, they, they barely beat Arkansas at home the other day. Um, they barely beat Mississippi state at home. So I think, it just is kind of one of those things where Alabama was 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 going great. They had everything going for them. They could have been a one seed. Uh, well, they actually still might be a one. They're probably still a one seed, um, depending on what happens in the in the conference tournament at least. But I, I think just the whole yeah, the whole Brandon Miller thing and the shooting and whatever, and and, and I think that just kind of messed up their their mojo. So I'm gonna say that they they get to the championship game, but Kentucky kind of proves that that they're here. And and as much as we want to kind of get rid of John Calipari, he always reminds us that uh, that that his Wildcats are gonna be ready to go. So I have Kentucky winning it all in the. SEC. That is that's pretty interesting, Matt. Because Kentucky, let me tell you, at the beginning of the season, people were not high on Kentucky at all. Also, I mean, last season, if you guys don't remember, they were the ones who lost. They were the two seed who lost against St. Peter's in the first round of the tournament, and that's kind of what led to their. I don't know. I feel like that's what a lot of people diagnosed their early their early season struggles with. Uh, this season was kind of that loss and and not really being able to get over themselves for that. But yeah, I mean, towards the end of the season, they've kind of picked it back up, and and I like the I like the little upset pick by Matt there. For me, I'm gonna kind of keep this shorter because I I honestly the SEC is is the team that I I mean the team the conference that I have just not watched 
almost at all this season. I mean, I've watched a couple Alabama games. I've watched a couple Tennessee games, like here and there. I watched one Kentucky game, and that's probably about it. I haven't I haven't watched Texas A and M at all this season, um, and Arkansas I haven't really watched either. So I like Arkansas. I've I've always liked Arkansas as a tournament team, especially the past couple years where they had. Um, what was that dude's name? Jalen something. Uh, he I, I, he plays for, I think he plays for the Thunder now. Jalen something. Um, but yeah, I mean he he was a really good player for them, and they had a, they had a couple other guys um, in in past seasons that were really good as well. They've lost a little bit of their firepower, but like Matt said, um, they've got Nick Smith coming back, and and he's he's a really really good player. So he, I think that Arkansas over Texas A and M is a little bit steep. I'm I think I'm still gonna go Texas A and M um, just because. Again, I haven't watched them, so I I don't really know anything about this game. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I do. Um, but right, the only really the only thing I know about this game is that yes, Nick Smith is coming back, and that gives Arkansas a better chance. But I think that Texas A&M being the two seed, um, just just by seeding here, I'm I'm probably just going to go Texas A&M, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. I think that's a pretty easy pick as well. I think that Kentucky is too hot right now to lose, um, and I think that they're. They're trying to go for a, a higher seed in the tournament, and in order to do so, in order to get that higher seed, they need to do well in the conference tournament because they they have had their struggles this season. Right, they were a little bit early on earlier on in the season, but um, you know, nonetheless, they they still need that kind. Of, they they need that validation for the committee to kind of shoot them up the boards in terms of seeding. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna go Kentucky on that end, and then Tennessee. I mean Tennessee Missouri is playing it right now actually. Um, it's like six to six right now, so I'm not really cheating here. Don't worry. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Tennessee here. Uh, I, I haven't really seen Missouri play, so I'm just going based off of what I've seen from Tennessee. Again, this this you're probably listening to this and thinking this sucks, but it is at the end of the podcast. So those of you who have stayed to listen means that you, uh, those of you who have stayed to listen, definitely listen to all of our podcasts all the way through. So thank you for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then we've got Alabama who beat Mississippi State, who's moving on. Um, and it'll be Alabama against Tennessee, I believe, and then T- Texas A&M, Kentucky. Or am I getting that mixed up? It'll, yeah, exactly. So I've, I've got Alabama moving past um, moving past Tennessee, and then I'm going to go Texas A&M moving past Kentucky. I think that they're – I think Texas A&M will probably pull that out. Just hearing what Matt said about Texas A&M being a really good team and how he would pick them to, to, to win the tournament – I mean, to win the SEC tournament um, if they weren't playing Arkansas in the quarterfinals. I'm going to go Texas a and on that end. And then I'll probably go Texas A&M to win it all just because, like Matt said, Alabama. Yeah, that's that's another thing to note is that Alabama is, is kind of um, facing some late-season struggles here, which is never what you want to see in the conference tournament and especially in March Madness. So Alabama, if they make it to the, champion, to the SEC championship – they're going to be a one seed, um, and so they're going to have a, a, a pretty easy road relatively you know, to the rest of the field in March Madness. But you might see them get knocked off pretty early. You may, you know, maybe like a round of 32 or, or Sweet 16 uh, knockoff of Alabama just because of what happened you know, with, with um, Brandon Miller and everything like that. So that's where I'm going to go for the SEC uh, championship is, is Texas A&M taking it all. Again, I haven't seen them play all season, but why not take a chance on them and, and pick them to win it all? Um, that's my bad for not watching the SEC this season. But, again, I, I just haven't had a lot of time to catch up with college basketball. I was, I was a lot more knowledgeable about the other 
um, the other conferences, which I was happy about. So that's going to round out the episode for today. Again, we told you it was going to be straight college basketball, nothing else. Um, conference tournament picks are in. You can lock them in, and we'll see how we do uh, coming coming this Sunday. Honestly, I th- I think we should do this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get all my homework done before Sunday night, and hopefully we'll be able to do it. But I'm thinking that Sunday night we should have an episode. Um, where it, like right after Selection Sunday, where we kind of just go over the field. Yeah, and, I mean that's that's and, what we did last year. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll plan for that on Sunday night. Um, I have a super busy week in terms of college schoolwork. Um, this next week, so it's gonna suck up until Thursday when the tournament starts. I'll have everything done by Thursday when the tournament starts. So that's that's gonna be nice. I can just sit back and watch college basketball all day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but yeah, the week leading like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to that is going to be really, really jam packed. So hopefully we'll be able to get out another episode. Um, maybe I'm thinking maybe like Wednesday, Wednesday will probably be the best day, especially if we upload Sunday night again. Um, but I mean, it's, it's March madness. I've, I've got to, I've, I'm like getting in the mindset of yes, put the schoolwork first, but also it, this comes once a year and this is. I mean, other than other than like peak football season, this is this is basically the best time for our podcast, um, and it's it's the the happiest time for Matt and I um, of the year in terms of, in terms of sports. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Sunday night, uh, we'll try to get an episode out after Selection Sunday, and then probably Wednesday night we'll have an episode out for it. Unless unless we can do t- Tuesday, but well, Tuesday I think is I like, think Tuesday work better just because the games start at noon on Thursday. So it's yeah. like if we. You know, put an episode. We, we can't give people like only you know eleven hours to listen to the episode before they make their picks. We okay. got to get their picks out, uh, unless you want to do like a full round of picks on Sunday night. Like, what do you want to? Well, I guess we can just start. No, yeah, yeah, okay. We'll we'll probably do we'll we'll try to do Sunday night and then Tuesday night. So I Tuesday I'll probably I don't know I'll I'll probably take off from the gym or something like that and then. We can do – that'll leave time for an episode and then also for homework. So, yeah, we'll plan for Sunday night and Tuesday night. This this week is an, is an exception. I can't make any excuses to not post episodes because it is the week leading up to March Madness, and that's – it's glorious. So that's how it will be, um, and we will stick to that schedule. And if we don't, I will be very disappointed in myself. So – There you go. Um, You've got a little schedule for the rest of the week for FDRD. And, yes, we will catch you then. Thank you guys for listening and And, always giving the support. And shout out to Ohio State, who's winning by nine at halftime over Michigan State. So uh, you can tell that now flash forward to, or I guess – flashback to when I was saying that Ohio State's probably going to win the game and as in, in a huge upset pick, and then I was like, ah, it probably won't matter in a couple hours. It actually might happen, so there you go. That proves that we're not actually recording these things after the games are already done, even yes. though it will come out probably after the game's already done. Yeah, exactly. So that being said, um, we are going to end off the, pod- the podcast here. Again, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and always um, coming out and supporting the podcast by filling your ears with our voices. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys Sunday night.